Over the last several weeks, we've been talking about being full of the Spirit. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, that Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. We need to be people who are full of the Holy Spirit to be filled, to be completed, to be um, continually overflowing. We must remain in the Holy Spirit. We must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And we've been looking at Galatians chapter 5 and giving us some examples and some practical ways of how to be people full of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not able to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 25 says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. We talked about walking by the Spirit, to walk by the Spirit in verse 16. Paul tells us to walk by the Spirit means to live in a certain way, to behave in a certain manner, um, how we should live our life. And, and how do we walk by the Spirit? I gave just a few examples about accepting the gift of the Holy Spirit. John or Luke 24, 49 says, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Appreciate the fact that the gift of God, the gift that He has given us is the Holy Spirit. And He promised that He would clothe us, with, clothe us with power from on high to accept the gift that Jesus promised. Well, not only do we accept it, but we believe the Spirit. John 16, 13, but when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of His own he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. You have to believe in the leading of the Holy Spirit. You have to believe that the Holy Spirit is guiding you. You just have to believe that the Holy Spirit wants to communicate with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to share with you and to guide you into all truth. Not only do we accept the gift, not only do we believe the Spirit, but we also need to be strong in the Spirit. Romans 8.11 tells us, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because His Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit now lives in us, and the power that is beyond our ability and our own strength resides within us. We need to be people who are strong in the Spirit. There's no reason to be weak in your spirit nor in your life, but it is a, a, the, the promise that He gives us is that if we accept the gift and we believe the Holy Spirit is guiding us, that He fills us, He lives in us, and we now have been filled with the same power that rose Christ from the dead. Be strong in the Spirit. So that's how we would walk by the Spirit. But Paul also says, that if we are led by the Spirit, and last week we talked about being led by the Spirit, to be led is to bring, to follow, to go along with, willing to undergo an action or a course of action. And the Bible tells us that to be led by the Spirit, and I just gave two simple ways to be led by the Spirit. First, make up your mind. 
Make up your mind. Romans 8, 5 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. You just have to make a choice. You just got to make up your mind. I'm going to follow the leading and the direction of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be led by the Spirit. And I just made up my mind that I'm going to commit to the path that He has for me. I'm going to commit to the path and the plan that He has for me when I was struggling when a few years ago when we quit our job and and I I never depended on the church for income I never depended on the church for anything Um, I always worked uh, outside the church and and you know I made pretty good salary outside the church and and when the Lord was asking me to walk away from my job and to live by faith and at the time we were you know we were under 20 20 people in our church and, and I said, God, you know, I got a, I got a family, you know, of seven. I, I got to feed them. I got to help them. I got to raise them. I got to provide for them. I got to get a, you know, pay the mortgage. God, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to do this? And I was starting to worry and to panic and to fear it. And God told me something specific. He says, Pete, there is no plan B. There is no plan B. And there had to come a time when I had to make a decision. Am I going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? Or am I going to rely upon my understanding, my my thoughts, my perspective, my experience? Am I going to follow God? Or am I going to make a decision and and simply follow my own uh, thoughts and my own feelings about the the situation, about leaving my, my job? And so I had to make a decision. And the decision was this. There is no plan B. That when we follow God, when we trust Him, when we walk and we are led by His Spirit, He is going to guide us. But you just have to make up your mind. It's a choice. You've got to make up your mind. And I want to tell you that your mind is going to always try to convince you that you made the wrong choice. Your mind is always going to try to convince you that you have, you've missed it and that God isn't, God isn't guiding you and that you've did this on your own. As long as you remain with him, as long as you continue to seek him, he's not going to let you go astray. You know, that's a beautiful thing about our Heavenly Father is that He loves us and He watches over us. It's kind of like that parent, you know, that, that wants to see their kid walk for the first time and they, they hold their little hands with their fingers and, and they, the little hands grip to those fingers and, and all of a sudden you just feel the, the, the boldness of that little kid that says, I can do this and he lets go and just begins to take a step and he begins to take another step and he takes another step and all of a sudden he starts to walk but what is the parent doing? They are right behind him. You know, they're doing their defensive slides and they're getting ready to react because if that kid falls, they're going to be there for him. And I believe that your Heavenly Father, it wants you to take the step of faith, to trust what He is asking you to do, to make a decision, to believe in Him. And when you are starting this process, I believe that the Holy Spirit, because of His love and His compassion and His grace for us, will be there and help you along the way. But it comes down to it. If you want to be led by the Spirit, you must make a decision. You must make up your mind. The other thing that we must do when we are being led by the Spirit is we must show His love to other people. We must show His love. The Bible tells us in Romans 5 that through our hearts, the Holy Spirit has been given to us and poured into our hearts. What has been poured into our hearts? God's love has been poured into our hearts. And when we are being led by the Spirit, we need to also lead others into His love and show others His love. I believe that when we are people who are full of the Spirit and we are walking by the Spirit and we are being led by the Spirit, we will show people His love. 
This morning I want to conclude being full in the Spirit. We've talked about walking in the Spirit. we talked about being led in the Spirit. But as verse 25 says, we must live by the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. Jesus gave us great awareness for the need of the Holy Spirit in our lives. John 14, 26, Jesus says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you in all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. If we are not careful, we can lose step with the Spirit. We could lose our pace with the Holy Spirit. I was a new youth pastor over in Spring Valley, Minnesota, and I was excited. And, and uh, it was one of the first weekends where um, you know, I was just kind of settled in and, and the pastor and the doctor uh, that, that who attended the doctor attended our church and the pastor of the church said, hey, Pete, we usually go, you know, every other weekend and we go on a bike ride and, and, you know, we start down in Harmony, Minnesota, and then, you know, we make our way on this path and, and uh, it's this trail, this state trail over there and I think it's called Root River and, and, uh, and so they said, you know, every other weekend we usually go, over, we bike, you know, and, and, you know, we have a good time and, and uh, we just want to invite you to, to come along. And I said, no problem. You know, that sounds great. And, and so, you know, I, I get my, I had my car and I put my mountain bike in there and, and I'm ready to, and I'm looking forward to enjoying a, a nice bike ride. And I, all of a sudden I pulled up and I, I see these two guys that kind of look familiar, but uh, I didn't recognize them because they had their bicycle helmet on. They had those shorts on that if you put them on me, man, it's just not a good picture. You know, and they had their, their, their latex shirts and, you know, everything is tight and aerodynamic. And they got these little 10 speeds with these little narrow wheels and, and, uh, and these had these gloves and, and goggles. And, and I'm thinking, what in the world? I thought we were going for a bike ride. And, and uh, the doctor comes up to me and says, Pete, this is great. You're going to have a good time. And, uh, and you know, we're just going gonna to haul about 20 miles and, uh, and then we're going to uh, get some pie. I said, pie? <laughs> <laughs> 20 miles? What do you, I won't even drive 20 miles to get pie. There's pie right here. There's pie at the gas station. And, uh, and they said, no, it's going to be great. And so, you know, I, I went ahead and I, uh, I joined them. And as we're going, you know, these guys were great. And, and, I, you know, and, and I'm the younger guy. I'm the younger guy there. And so I thought, you know, I'll keep up with them. And, you know, and I got this mountain bike. And, you know, it's like two gears work on the thing. And, and I'm trying my hardest to keep pace with them. But all of a sudden, you know, their, their bikes just vanished into the sunset. And I, here I am just by myself, you know, you know just trying to, trying to make it to get pie. And finally I made it to get pie. And I'll tell you this. It was not worth it. It was terrible. And I never went on a bike ride with them again. If we do not be careful, we're not careful in our lives, we can lose pace with the Holy Spirit. We can lose step with the Holy Spirit. So how do we keep in step? How do we keep that pace? How do we keep walking and being led and being full of the Holy Spirit? I believe there's just a few things that we can do. First of all, if you want to keep step with the Spirit, let Him guide you in your prayers. Let him guide you in your prayers. Ephesians 6, 18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kind of prayers and requests. Sometimes we don't pray in the Spirit because um, we want to pray our own self-interest. 
We want to pray our own self-interest. You know, we seek our answers, not his. We seek our solutions, not his. We seek things that are convenient for us, but not good for us. We seek those things and we pray those things. And so sometimes our prayer life seems dry and empty because we're praying things that are selfish and God is is waiting for us just to yield to Him and, and let Him speak to us. And the Holy Spirit wants to help us in our prayer lives. Romans 8.26 says in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. And we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He searches our hearts, knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. I want you to know that you can pray in the Spirit, and you can pray in the perfect will of God. You can pray prayers that are powerful and effective, but if you just yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to guide you and to help you you're going to see that your prayer life's going to take off i love praying i do it's not because it's fun it's not because it's always exciting it's not because you know there's always this great revelation that i have i love praying because prayer is 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 a communication it's a partnership with god and then i step back and i wait and see what god is going to do prayer is still answered by the one who asks us to pray 1 John 5.14 says this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And we know that if that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. John tells us, listen, when you pray his will, you can have confidence that he hears us. And when your father, your good, loving, unfailing God hears you and hears what you're praying, he will answer you and you will receive what you have asked for. That's why prayer is so exciting. And some of us pray with selfish intentions or things that are are, are conflicting with what he wants. But when we yield ourselves and we pray for those things that God puts in our hearts and the desires that he puts in our hearts, all of a sudden, God begins to move because he hears us. He hears us. How awesome is it to think about the fact that God still answers prayers? Now, some of us don't like to pray because we don't want to be disappointed. I'm telling you, you can never be disappointed when you pray the will of God and you wait for his answer. You'll never be disappointed because God will always amaze you. God will do things for you that you've never even dreamed of. Options for you that you never even thought of. Doors will open that you've never even seen because your Father loves you. And when you let the Holy Spirit guide you in your prayer life, he will begin to help you pray the perfect will of God. And you can have confidence that your father will answer you you can have confidence that your father will move on your behalf that's why i love to pray god will move on your behalf and we must allow the holy spirit to help us if you want to keep in step with the spirit help him let him help you and guide you in your prayer life the second thing if you want to keep step with the spirit is let him inspire your worship Let him inspire your worship. Worship is the ideal of falling down or bowing down out of respect and the reverence to the Lord, giving him everything, laying it down, even your very life. 
That's what worship is. And how can we worship God? We worship God with our thoughts. We worship God with our work ethic. We worship God with our attitude. We worship God with the entertainment that we watch. We should allow every area of our life to worship God. But if you are not excited about worshiping God, if you don't have a great understanding of why you should worship Him, if you are not inspired and filled with passion to worship a God who loves you, a God who is guiding you, a God who has filled you with the Spirit of Christ, if you are not excited about this, I want you to know that you can be. You don't have to come to church in order to experience a, a, a song service that moves you. You don't have to listen to a preacher in order for you to be inspired by God. It is because He will inspire you when you allow Him to inspire you, when you allow Him to to open your eyes and to fill you with his goodness. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 5.18, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. You want true fulfillment and satisfaction? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You want happiness and, and inspiration? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want a life and life filled with passion, be filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, don't get drunk because drunkenness is temporary. Drunkenness, the, the whole thing about getting drunk is for a moment you can forget about your problems. For a moment you can push aside those things that, you, that have been bugging you. For a moment you can live in this, in this altered state where everything seems to be okay. But the secret is, is that when you wake up and when the drunkenness has worn off and when the effects of the alcohol have gone and subsided, you will be still left with the same issues that you've had. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and He begins to inspire you on how big and how awesome and how mighty He is, all of a sudden the problems that you face become smaller. The situations that you are going through become minimal because God is inspiring you and He is showing you that He is still the great God. He is still the one who in Numbers says that He never changes. He's not like us. He doesn't speak and then not act. He doesn't say something and not do it. He's not a human. He's not a person. He's not, a, he's not someone who's going to lie to you, but he is God. He is God. And allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Because here's the thing. Drunkenness, drunkenness is temporary. Things don't change. But being filled with the Holy Spirit, deepening your thoughts, inspiring your worship, getting filled with passion about who God is, then things will change. Things will change. I was just in prayer this last week. And I was excited, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm just reading my Bible. And I came across that verse in Numbers, in, in Numbers 25 or so or 26, or maybe even before that, but it's in the book of Numbers. It's talk about Balaam. And Balaam was hired to come and to curse the Israelites. And, and he comes and, and, you know, and he's not a good guy, but he, he's, he finally realizes that God does not want him to curse these people. And so he begins to speak to them blessings. He begins to speak to them blessings. And as he's speaking to them, he says that God is not a human, that he should lie. 
And I just began, as I read that, I just began to be filled with an overwhelming sensation that God never has lied to me. And I began to look at all of the things that I have in my office that remind me of the miracles that he has done. And I began to say, God, even in the darkest moment, even in the deepest valley, even when it seemed like all hope was lost, every promise that you've made to me has never failed because you have never lied to me and I just began to worship him there. I just began to cry in my office and I just began to say God you are so good and I just began to worship him and all of a sudden he becomes bigger. He becomes more than just a thought. He becomes my thoughts. He becomes more than just a feeling. He becomes my emotion and he fills me with the joy and the peace and the love that comes from him. Be inspired in your worship. You want to keep in step with God and keep in step with the Spirit? I encourage you to let Him guide you in your prayers. Let Him inspire you in your worship. And finally, this morning, if you want to keep in step with the Spirit, let Him shape your character. Let Him shape your character. Galatians 5 tells us in verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. Fruit is the evidence of what is happening inside of you. Fruit is the evidence of what is happening inside of you. I was eating at Buffalo Wild Wings once, and, uh, um, you know, and I, I, I don't usually get the, the hottest, the blazing hot or inferno, whatever it's called. I usually just get the classic buffalo hot sauce and and you know it's always been it's always been a good hot sauce it really has never been hot um too hot to to enjoy my meal and and this last time I was there I was eating it I was eating my wings and and uh my wife is sitting across from me and she looks at me and she says are you crying and I said I don't know what's going on today I, maybe they got their sauces mixed up, but man, this is hot. My tongue is on fire and, and my eyes started to water. And then all of a sudden, all manliness just left me as that tear fell from my eye. She hurried up and pulled out her camera. I'm going to take a picture. I said, ah, no, 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 I'm still macho. I'm still macho. When things happen inside, they begin to show themselves and that's the fruit when, when you want evidence, if, there's, if, you, if you're looking for evidence of, of you not cleaning your house, we're going to find a mess. And, and if you want evidence of not filling up your car with gas, we'll find you on the side of the road. And if you want evidence of not studying for that test, we're going we're gonna to find you failing that exam. And if you want evidence of not listening to the boss, we're going to find you either getting demoted or even fired. The evidence of what's happening, the fruit of what's happening inside of you should be the fruit of the Spirit. It should be showing, it, you should be showing it to people. The evidence of, of keeping in step with the Spirit. Instead of showing them anger, show them love. Instead of showing them unforgiveness, show them forgiveness. Instead of showing them that you're irritated and frustrated with them, show them patience, show them kindness. Show them what is happening inside of you. Keep in step, keeping in step with the Holy Spirit is about a letting Him shape your character. And I believe that it will show. 
And I also believe that when you don't keep in step with the Holy Spirit, that will show as well. When you show a lack of love, a lack of patience, a lack of kindness. Listen, this morning, I know all of us, we're at different stages in our Christianity. I know that we're not all the same. Sometimes we're just starting off on the journey. Sometimes we've been on this journey for a long time. Sometimes we get lost along the way. Sometimes we feel stagnant, complacent. I don't know about you, but I want to be a man who is full of the Holy Spirit. I want to be a man who walks with Him. I want to be a man who is led by Him. And I want to be a man who keeps in step with Him. So I ask you this morning, will you let Him guide you in your prayers? Go back to that time when you used to pray. Go back to that time when you used to cry out to Him and seek Him. And then let Him guide you in your prayers. Let Him guide you to pray the perfect will. And when you are confident that you are praying the perfect will, when you are confident that you have heard from Him, then you hold on to those things that you pray for and you believe that they're going to come to pass. Jesus tells us that we can ask anything in His name and He will do it. It will be done. But you got to let Him guide you in your prayer life. Not praying selfishly, not praying for things that we want, but praying His will. And like John says, that when we pray His will, we are confident that He hears us, and when He hears us, He will do whatever we ask for. Let Him guide you in your prayer. Maybe you're here this morning, and you don't feel inspired you don't feel like life is, is meaningful. You've lost your passion. Frustrated because of this thing that's happening to our nation. You're, maybe you're upset because of what's happening in the political world. Maybe your job just feels vacant and empty. Maybe your, your prayer time feels lost and it feels empty and cold. Whatever it is, I want you to know that you can be inspired once again when you allow the Holy Spirit to inspire you, when you allow the Holy Spirit to remind you of who God is, when you allow the Holy Spirit to help you put the problems in perspective, put the situations that you go through in perspective, and all of a sudden get a bigger perspective of who God is and let Him inspire you. I want you to know that you can be filled with passion. You don't have to be here physically. You don't have to be in Fairmont, you can be across the world and the Holy Spirit will inspire you to worship a God that is beyond our dreams. A God who loves you so much. A God who cares for you so much. A God who is rooting for you and fighting for you. A God who will never leave you in your time of need. A God that will never abandon you and never fail to love and forgive you when you ask. Let him inspire you. Be a person who is filled with passion once again. Maybe you're here and your character is not reflecting the fruit of the Spirit. Spend time with him. You know, the more you spend time with someone, the more you become like them. I see it in young men who are dating girls. You can see them change. I see that when, in my own life, when me and my wife, we hang out together, 
we rub off on each other and we start to act like each other. My sense of humor has taken a tank ever since I've known her, but hey, it's okay, it's worth it. But when you hang out with someone and you spend time with someone, you begin to change and you begin to reflect. You begin to show that relationship in the way you act, in the way you talk. Let the Holy Spirit shape your character. Maybe some of us just need to take time to spend with Him so that we can display the, the fruit of love and patience and kindness and forgiveness. Maybe we need to take time and just seek Him and allow the Holy Spirit to wash us and to fill us once again and to let that, that work that is happening inside of us begin to be displayed to others. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Keep in step. Let Him guide you in your prayers. Let Him inspire you in your worship. And let Him shape your character. And then all of us will be people who are full of the Holy Spirit.